Hey Church, thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's Word today. Right now we are in a series of Mission Possible where we will get to know the heart of God more deeper for our church. Hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you and your family. We are part of a series called Mission Possible. I know many of you have heard of the movies Mission Impossible, but we are learning about mission possible. You know, many families have a culture. Do you know that? Like there's a unique, like we generally have a culture. So within, in India, it's, it's a little, um, I think it's a little complicated um, because um, we have a culture within a culture and a culture within a culture so that we understand the culture that is the, within the culture and nobody knows what the culture is. State to state it changes, right? Generally we have a culture. Uh, we are known for our hospitality. We are known for our hospitality. Indians are known for their loving, kind heart and hospitable and and, and, and you can actually walk into any home and, and, and say, if you're hungry, they will take, they'll give you food. They'll give you their food. You want to try it? <laughs> well, it used to be that way at least, but uh, I hope it is still the same. A lot, lot of, um, in northern parts of India, even if you go into villages, if you walk into any home in a village and if they're having a meal and you walk in, they ask you to sit down and have a meal with them. And, and that's the kind of heart that, that uh, our, our people carry. Um, that's, that's an, and, and a lot of people say different things. That's, that's an Indian thing, right? And we have a lot of, especially if you lived up abroad, uh, we take a lot of our culture with us. Um, you know, when I was living abroad, I, I always used to say like, uh, I'm out of India, but you can't take the India out of me. <laughs> a lot of the Indianness was still in me, I was, and I was very proud of it, and I was very happy about it. One of the things that really shocked me was when they first invited me for a birthday party in England. If there's anybody watching this online from England, but please don't get offended, but this is the reality in India. This is our culture, right? And, and when you invite somebody for a birthday party, you just go, right? You don't think about taking your wallet or money because it's a treat from anybody who's hosting it, right? That's, that's Indian culture. And me being a student who's just got enough coins to put in my washing machine to wash my you know, laundry, my dirty laundry, and that is the savings I have. I was even tithing from that, guys, from my laundry money, students. And, um, and that's all I have. And, 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 and these friends come out and say, hey, we are going to this nice Indian restaurant. Now, in England, going to an Indian restaurant and paying 100 rupees for a papadam is, is a big thing there. Okay? Indian, it's a big thing to go to an Indian restaurant. In a so any special occasions, they go to an Indian restaurant. So I was invited because they were going to an Indian restaurant and I was an Indian. And they said, just come along. I was like, wow, Indian food after a long time. You know, so I said, I got all excited and wound up and I was like, yes, let's go. So I got all dressed, put my smart shirt on and I went. 
And uh, I had a friend from me from Sri Lanka who was also in the same batch, but he's been in England before. And it, I was a freshie, very fresh with my coconut oil. And I had a lot of co- head at that point, right? I was very fresh. And I go there and, uh, and, and the Sri Lankan friend, uh, he's been in England, so he knows a little bit of culture before. So anyway, we enjoyed this lovely buffet. And it was almost, you know, 25 pounds per head. And this lovely buffet, and, and we, I was like going for it. I was just enjoying it. And then when the time came, you know, to pay for it, Everybody pulled out their wallets. And everybody, okay, what is the total bill? Let's split up. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Lord, you said it is done. <laughs> In India, when we go to a birthday party, we consume. <laughs> we don't give. <laughs> we just give a gift to the person. And, and, and then, but, but when it comes to food, we consume. <laughs> All kinds of food. We don't pull out a bill for it. So everybody's starting to pay. And I'm like, you know, I'm like embarrassed. And my friend, Sri Lankan friend, he was watching me. He knew this was going to happen. <laughs> right? He knew, he knew this. And he was loving it. Right? He's loving it. Angelo. And, and he came to me closely. Hey, any trouble? He's like, no, no, no. Are you praying? Maybe. Are you praying for God to provide? Did you come with the same Indian Sri Lankan mindset that somebody is going to pay for your food? Dude, this is what happens here. And then he brought a little, he brought my miracle. (laughs) And I said, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you (laughs) safe and secure. May you shall be my best friend from today. (laughs) And he has been my best friend from that time. And uh, I went with that attitude of that Indian thing. A lot of families have this different various thing. I want to speak to you all this morning on the title, It's Our Family Thing. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, It's Our Family Thing. There's a lot of things that some families do and not many families do it. And, and we say it's, a, it's actually our family thing. Is that that inside thing that they do, and, and it's probably a celebration. I, I remember seeing a, a family who came to a restaurant, and they held hands together, and they prayed out loud in the restaurant, right? It happened here in Chennai Highway, in, 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 in Saravnabhav, like, like a normal restaurant here, and they prayed out loud. So then I later walked over, and I said, you know what, I'm so happy you did that, and I am learning that from you. And I, I would love to follow that. And, he, and they just said, it's just a family thing, Pastor. Wherever we go, we pray out loud. I want to speak to you on this. It's a family thing. We, as Christian families, we as followers of Jesus, we also have a family thing. We as King City Church, we also have a family thing and our family thing is we will always stand together for the name of Jesus togetherness is our family thing Godhead has demonstrated God being the head of our family all our families and the head of this church family he has demonstrated togetherness God the Father God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
He is a triune God working together always for our good. He is constantly living out togetherness for us. And we, as a church, as God's family, we are also called to live in togetherness. That's why we always keep saying when we talk about life groups, the reason we started life groups and small groups in various parts is that, that you, nobody should be left out in God's family. Anybody can be part of God's family and live under the name of Jesus and we can be together. So that's why we keep saying we are better. We are better together. And this Christian life, this Christian walk is not, we are not called to do it on our own. That's why anybody who is saved is added to the church. What is the church? It's the fellowship of imperfect people following a perfect God. That's the church. If you're looking for a perfect church, there's no such thing. And if you find it, don't go. We follow a perfect God and it's filled with broken people who are on the journey of being restored by God and the best part is we are doing it together. We are doing it together. And there's a second reason which is what I'm going to explain a lot more and preach this morning is that God has called us to be together not just for restoration of ourselves but for the restoration of others God has put us together because of his mission last week I spoke on Missio Dei which is the God who sends John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only son he sent his son he is ascending God so the mission of God and the imago Dei which is the image of God is one and the same you cannot separate the imago Dei and the missio Dei these two Latin words which says image of God and mission of God you can't separate it because it's knitted together because it is who God is and if we are the image of Christ, and if we are called to live in the identity of Jesus, then we need to carry the Imago Dei, which is the image of God, and we got to live out the Missio Dei, which is the mission of God. So we are together, not because we can have a party for ourselves and feel good. This should not become a closed group. This should not become a group only for a certain people. That is why the mission of God is above any mission of man on this earth. No matter what plans others have, the mission of God is always above. It's always above. The mission of God is above any caste system. The mission of God is, is not a respecter of a poor and the rich. It's for everybody. And that's why we as a church, our doors are open for everybody to walk in and receive the goodness and the mercy of God. And we are a family that keeps including people into our family because it's our family thing. You know why it's a family thing? Because we are missional families. How will a church become 
a missional church when every single family becomes a missional family. When you become a missional family, every single family, when you become a missional family, you start living out God's character and you engage in the work of God. That's what missional families do. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Missional families will live out God's character. You will live it out. You will live the image of God. You don't just talk the talk. You will walk the walk with the grace of God. And as you're walking with God, you will not just consume the goodness of God. You will also share the goodness of God with others. And that's why we engage in the work of God. I want to give you five characters of a missional family. Shall we go through this quickly? If you're taking notes, please write this down. Five characters of a missional family. Number one, a missional family is a worshipping family. <clears throat> a missional family will be a worshipping family. Worship, it's our family thing. Amen. Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. Jesus, when he was in human form on his mission, he spent time worshipping God and being in communion with God. It says in Mark chapter 1 verse 35, it says, Before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up and he went out to an isolated place to pray. Noah was a missional family. They were worshipping God together. That's why God took them into his mission. David, after his corporate worship by the Ark of the Covenant, he went home to worship with his family. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 43, it says, Then all the people returned to their homes, and David turned and went home to bless his own family. David worshipped publicly, corporately, in front of the Ark of the Covenant. He danced in public. He also danced at home with his family. Both in public and private. This is our family thing. You know why? Because we are a missional family. Missional families will long for God's presence. Missional family will be scared to live outside God's presence. They will not be scared of anything else. The only thing that they will be fearful of is to live outside the presence of God. John 17 verse 20 to 21. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one together, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. This is Jesus praying praying to the heavenly father he's talking to the triune god and he's saying god can we include another set of people inside our trinity wow god the father god the son god the holy spirit always together in fellowship and jesus praying father as i am in you and you are in me can we also have them? Can they also remain in us and with us? So when, when, when you look at the Trinity, when you look at 
the Godhead, and when you look at the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, after the work of Jesus, now the, God, the, the, the triune God is also in fellowship with the church. He is also in fellowship with God's people, with His disciples. That's why His presence is so powerful. That's why you can believe that God can do anything in and through our life because the triune God is with us in His presence. Jesus prayed that we will be knitted together as one family, as God's family, without which it is impossible to be part of the mission of God. It is impossible to be part of the mission of God without being part of His presence, without being in His presence. So giving God the first priority is our act of worship. In everything that we do, missional families, we give priority to God in everything that we do. Everybody say, that's our family thing. <laughs> Worshipping God, that's our family thing. Amen? Here's the second one. Missional families will be loving families. We'll be loving families. We will love one another. We'll be affectionate with each other. We will be submissive in love. That's why missional families are different from other families because we don't use submission to overpower. Submission is basically not to dominate but for functional clarity. It's a functional clarity. We are equal but we are not the same. Now this is where we need to be careful because the world is trying to bring a new notion that we are all the same and equal. That's not what the Bible says. We are all equal in the eyes of God, but we are all not the same. The reason that we are all not the same is because that God has gifted some people in a certain way with beautiful gifts and others in different ways because He wanted each and every one to be unique. Amen. What Auntie Prema can do, what uh, uh, Renuaka can do, and what uh, Rajula can do, it will all be three different things, but they're all equal, but they're not the same. They're unique, but they're still equal in the eyes of God. And this is the culture that we need to carry as a church, that we don't dominate the weak, we accept and we treat them equally and we come from different walks of life the problem is that many times people treat the church as a sacred place and their home as their secret place It's the presence of God and God is dwelling here we come together and worship and we put on our, the most sacred smile you know you all have our Sunday sacred smiles. How are you? You know, there could have been a major argument on the way from, you know, home to church. Even, on, even in the lift. But when, but when the lift stops in the fourth floor and the door opens, you're like, oh, and then, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Your presence is heaven. 
to me. Welcome to church, brother. God bless you. Oh, I feel the presence of God. The peace, can you feel it? We have this sacred smile. We have the sacred walk. We have the sacred touch. The interesting thing now is that now that you've got to wear a mask in church, nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. But then, there's a sacred thing going on. But the interesting part is that the triune God is dwelling both in church and at home because everywhere it's sacred for Him. When He lives in us and through us, your home is sacred as how much the church is sacred. This place is just a building until God's sacred people chosen by God who come here and gather together and worship Him. That's what brings meaning and purpose as church to this building. Otherwise, it's just a church. Just because you have a building with a cross on the top doesn't make it a church because a graveyard also has a cross on the top. Symmetries have more crosses than churches. That doesn't make it alive. That doesn't make it a church. It's God's people living alive in the truths, in the word of God, as a worshiping family, as a loving family. And we claim that he's a living God because we live in him and through him and for him. And for his mission. Everybody say, it's a family thing. Loving family. It's a family thing. Amen. Here's the third thing. If we are missional families, the third character that we need to have is incarnational family. Incarnational family. Everybody say it out loud. Incarnational family. Amen. What is an incarnational family? Jesus, he incarnated into a human form. And he came to this world as flesh, as bones. And he died on the cross for our sins. He incarnated, he's an incarnational God. He incarnated, he came, he took the human form so that you and I can understand the sacrifice that he is giving for us. That we can understand the depth of his love. And if we claim that we are going to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, then we need to also be incarnational in our nature. What do I mean by that? We got to live in the form of Christ every day. We need to be incarnate. Now that he came and died, now we need to be incarnated into the image of Christ. We need to become more like Christ every day. Galatians 2.20, this is what it says. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. Initially he used to say, Less of me, God, and more of you. But the more and more he walked with God, the apostle understood, not less of me and more of you, I die. 
kill me, Lord, so that you will live. That's the spiritual growth. That's an incarnational mindset because you'll understand that, that the me in me <laughs> and the me in you <laughs> cannot be one and the same. <laughs> Incarnational is taking the image and the form of Christ in our life here and now. That's why Jesus taught us this prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Which means that right now you and I are the open connection and signal between heaven and earth right now. If heaven had a reason to stay open is simply because of his church. If heaven wants to stay open, it's simply because of his church, because God is on the move through God's people. And if we need to be in alignment with what's happening in heaven, then we need to live in the image of God every day. We've got to live in the image of God every day. Matthew 16, 24, it says, that Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you who wants me, wants to be my follower, you must... I love this New Living Translation. It said, you must give up your own way. Many of us say, this, oh, it's my way of doing things. It's six for me. You are on the other side. It might look nine for you. That's your way. This is my way. We live in the postmodern culture. We can agree to disagree and carry on. Let me tell you, that's not a missional family thing. We all agree in the middle of our disagreements. Our, you always watch. Our disagreements is not on the truth. It's always because on what we think is the truth. What you think is the truth is opinion, not the truth. If there are 10 people who say 10 different ideas for one thing and they all say it's true, it's not true. It's 10 opinions. Because Jesus is the only person who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is absolute. Truth will stand on its own. Truth doesn't have to rely on anybody. Truth lives on its own. It lives on its own. So we, as missional families, we might have a lot of disagreements in our methods. She might not listen to the same music that her father is listening to. Right? But if they can both worship God together, that's what matters. Today, church is divided because of the style of music. One group says, hymns. Hymns are from the Lord. Thank you. And the other group says, We can't sing hymns. We believe in Chris Tomlin and Matt Redman and the postmodern songs. That's where we connect. And the church is too focused on whether it's, it's you know, old rugged cross 
or whether it's a modern song and we are super busy arguing about it when God is in the middle going, can somebody just worship? You actually don't need to sing. You just call out my name. Don't be divided by methods, but be unified by the truth. We, this is the problem in our culture, is that, oh, this is your way or my way. Oh, in, the, in, in, in our native, we do like this. Oh, in Tamil Nadu, we do like this. In Karnataka, we do like this. In, in America, we do like this. At the end of the day, God is, God is not forbidding culture, but if there are cultures, if there are things in our culture that is against God's word, then chuck it out. Chuck it out. We don't need that. Take the good things. There's a lot of good things in our culture. I'm not saying chuck out the culture. I'm saying if there are things that is against God's word in the culture, then chuck it out. But if there are truths, and always stand for the truth from God's word, so that we might have different methods, but we'll always be unified with the truth of God. Everybody say, it's our family thing. I want to show you a picture of this amazing missionary, Ziegenbald, who came to Trankubar. How many of you have been to Trankubar? Recently, I took um, you know, the leadership college students there. This picture is of him leaving Trankubar for the first time to go back and then come back again uh, with more materials and printing materials and all that so that he can start a printing press and give out the first Tamil Vedagamam, Tamil Bible for us, right? And this is the people who, are, who doesn't want him to leave. He was a very young man when he came. And he lived out, if you go there and if you look at the history, you can see that he was Jesus to them in human form for that people. He was an incarnational missionary, literally. The closest that those people came to see Jesus is through him. In fact, he was Jesus for them. That they saw Jesus through him. They experienced the love of Jesus through him. They received the word of Jesus through him. And I believe the closest that one person can come to meet Jesus is through you. If anybody wants to take a closer look at Jesus, can they come close to you and see Jesus? Can, can they come close to you and see like, wow. If they have a closer look into your life, if they zoom in a little, because when it's zoomed out, it all looks good. You don't see the picture broken. You don't see the pixelated parts. But when you zoom in, you can clearly see. And God, when you live an incarnational lifestyle, even in your brokenness, people can find Jesus. That's the best part. Even in your brokenness, People can find Jesus because even in your brokenness, you're saying, God, it is you. I die, you live. Even in the hospital bed, people can see Jesus. Even when you have not received your healing, people can still see the healer. We were in the hospital bed with uncle. While we were waiting for surgery, where the doctor saw the man above. 
incarnational lifestyle even in the middle of the impossible even in the middle of the brokenness even in the middle of tragic news even in the middle of death and losses can people still see the name of Jesus whispered through your mouth can still people hear and see Jesus that's an incarnational family missional family lifestyle everybody say it's a family thing the fourth character of a missional family this is exciting you will be an attractive family everybody say ooh you be a very 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 attractive family and i'll tell you why matthew 5 verses 14 it says you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden If you live a missional lifestyle you will not be hidden all eyes will be attracted to you you know why because they'll all see Jesus through you the attractive part is not us but the one who is in us your home will be the most attractive house because of Jesus you will host a lot of people you'll be loving and caring because you choose to live a missional lifestyle many homes in our church i can proudly say it's definitely missional homes i know a lot of students who go from different home to home because they are looked after hey why are you pretending as if you don't know they are missional homes where the students they don't want the students to be on their own on special days there are families who open their door and host them invite them for a meal just come and spend time pray together laugh together you know why it's our family thing because we are missional church we are missional families mark chapter 2 verse 2 this is where it gets interesting you know there's a house in the gospel mark 2 2 it says soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door while he was preaching god's word to them jesus was in the house and the and the name of the person is not there but scholars say it could be peter's house and jesus was standing there and preaching and after this verse is where you see the man who couldn't walk the roof was opened and they lowered him through the roof now if he wasn't a missional family member he would have said oi you know how much i paid for that roof ah it took 10 hours for us to put concrete that false ceiling came from bangalore <laughs> not normal lights led lights look at these fellows coming and opening my roof out out everybody no 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 if that was a missional house it was a very attractive house lot of people were attracted into that house that people they had no more room to stand you know why because god's word was spoken in that house jesus was preaching in that house how many of you are preachers in your house i've said this many times husbands you are the pastors of your family i am not the pastor of your family i'm the pastor of families of the church but husbands 
You are the first pastor for your family. You need to pick up the Bible every day, get your family together to sit down and teach from God's word. What is happening today? Are we doing that? If you don't pastor your family, then you'll send, be sending me prayer request. Pray for my son. Why should I pray for your son? He's not listening to me. When was the last time he listened to you? When I told him not to do this. But did you tell him what to do through God's word every morning? Did you teach him? Did you speak to him? We only speak to them because we have to correct them. But what about waking them up and telling them your story of how God touched your life? What kind of a man you were before Jesus and who you are now? My dad used to do that and we were, every morning we were like, God. Okay, dad, we know this story. But that's important. That's important. You got to do that. I'll be talking about this more in my next point. I'm skipping into my next point already. I'm slipping into it. But that's important. Wherever God's word is spoken, that place becomes an attractive home. Your children will be attracted to you. Hey, parents, don't you want your children to be attracted to you? All the time on his phone. All the time doing this. All the time. I'll tell you how they'll be attracted to you. Give them God's word. Make it exciting for them. Teach them the real life-changing stories from his word. Every day in a car drive. Take them to a fish market in Warayur and tell them one day Jesus was standing in a market like this. One day Jesus was standing on a boat like this. One day Peter was trying to catch fishes like this. Use every opportunity to teach them God's word. They will be stuck with you like a glue. Ah, That's why pastor, we don't want to be stuck with them. We want them to go. Then I have to give them food for the rest of my life. Pay for their bills. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Missional families, we stay together. We are attracted because, see, in Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, he was an attractional family. And the Spirit of God fell upon them and they spoke in tongues and they received the power of God. This family was ready to even lose their roof for Jesus. You're attractive when you sacrifice for God, for his mission. Sacrificial lifestyle is a very attractive lifestyle in the kingdom of God. Giving up for Jesus is super attractive for God. Because many times when you think of attractive family, you think that you will be attracted in the eyes of the world. No. Let me tell you the story. Uh, another title of this particular point. We are attractive family in the kingdom of God, in the eyes of God. In the world, they might call us stupid family because it won't make sense for them because they will try to measure us by the laws of the world and the expiry dates that they have on products. But we go with no expiry. We go with the eternal God. What we are after is eternity, so it might not make sense to them. And that's okay. 
Everybody say, that's okay. I don't care because I'm an attractive family to God. It's our family thing. Amen. Here's the last character of a missional family. We'll be a nurturing family. We'll be a nurturing family. We'll be nurturing and it just doesn't happen in church. Like I said, it happens at home. That's why I said, husbands, you've got to be your first, pa- first pastors for your family. Don't just teach them in the ways of the world, but teach them through the word of God. A balanced growth is needed to happen both at home and at church. People, it's crazy because people expect, you know, the two hours that you spend in church that everything should happen. And you spend how many hours with your children and your family at home? Come on, somebody talk to me. All right, so I'll start. Okay, online family, let's talk. You spend almost 24 hours, minus two if you're in church on Sunday, then 22 hours, and yet you find it hard to bring a change. But you expect the church to change you in two hours. It has to be a balanced growth. In church, it's a starting point. It's just a starting point. Today you're receiving a word about missional family. It's a starting point. You just take it. It's a starter. But the main course is when you go back home. That you sit together. You chew on this word together. You discuss on this together. You make decisions as a family to grow together. You change your lifestyle based on God's word. It happens together as a home. That's why life groups are integral. We don't just meet on a Sunday. We also meet on Wednesdays and Thursdays in different groups to talk about what God has already spoken and put it into action and help each other, keep each other accountable, hold each other's hand, pray and live together. We are a nurturing family. Listen to this from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. It says, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart. Let's read this together. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Watch what it says. Repeat them again and again to your children. Even if they don't like it. Even if they find it boring. Repeat to them over and over again. Talk about them when you are at home. And when you are on the road. And when you are going to bed. And when you are waking up. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your forehead. If anybody's thinking of getting a tattoo on your forehead. As reminders, write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. A lot of Christians just took the last line of that verse. Many Christians, we just took, write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gaze. We go and buy all the Bible verses that we can possibly buy. Put them on the nail on the wall and hang it. And the pastors, we have also done something. We printed all the verse in the calendar for you. So every morning, you are the God of the calendar. Give me a verse for the day. 
Oh, good. Praise the Lord. People started praying to calendars. Christian horoscope. Hey, you open the Bible app, verse, verse for the day. It's all good. But they're not the main course. They're not the main course. You see, over it says, receive it, love the Lord, and receive it with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and commit yourselves wholeheartedly. Commit yourselves wholeheartedly. That's the most important thing. We got to be committed to the word of God and we need to commit it to live according to the word of God. So don't go to a calendar or a Bible app before you open God's word and read the word that God wants to give you for that day. He can speak to you directly. The Holy Spirit can speak to you. Everything else is an extra from all the WhatsApp forward to the WhatsApp status to the Instagram stories to everything to the calendar to the Bible app verse of the day all of that is extra all right all right it's just an extra addition but the main chunk is that when you go to the presence of God and say Lord speak to me I want to be in your presence I want to listen to you. I want to hear your word. Speak to me, Lord. If you can go to Lord every day in the morning and say, speak to me, Lord, you will hear him. Can we all stand together? This is what we're going to say this morning. Missional families, this is what we will say. It's a family thing. That we will be a nurturing family. We'll be nurtured under God's word will be nurtured in the house of God and in our homes, wherever we are, because it's a family thing. We are a worshipping family. We are a loving family. We are an incarnational family. We are an attractive family. And we are a nurturing family. Hope that this sermon is a blessing to you and your family. If you would like to support our ministry, please log on to kingcitychurch.org forward slash Hope to see you next week with a new inspiring sermon.